Ben. What's up? Ben, I have a plane joke for you. Alright, what's up? What does a fake blonde and a plane have in common? Huh? They both have a black box. <laughs> so you make a nigga wanna. <clears throat> Did you sound check us? I sound checked once. Let me sound check one last time. Oh God. All right. So... All right. Is everyone good? Are we ready? So can, can y'all hear me? I adjusted the volume. Just yeah, the volume. About it. Should I turn my gain more up or down up? Let me turn the gay up. Ah. Uh... Oh yeah. <laughs> so the very close mic podcast with Dirty Sorry, Mike and the boys. Literally Dirty Mike, as in microphone and the boys. Gentlemen, behold the momentum. God, you are when you go too high, you cut out. You fucking oh. roboted like a motherfucker. <laughs> oh shit! Never mind. We'll start normally. Uh, hey guys, <laughs> welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the podcast today for Memento Morons, where four morons that you may or may not remember love to talk about just inane shit sometimes. Today, the primary focus will be mainly on death, and a few minutes of a podcast. And we'll always talk about death. Exactly. But first, let me burp real quick. Bear. Sorry. Actually, Matt, or Ben, bleep that out. <laughs> oh, no. no. Make it a better burp. I'm making it a better burp. I already yeah, have. Yeah, make it a glorious one. I anyway. Have a glorious one, but still leave my pathetic. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, let's introduce the cast today. We've got Chief and Editor, Queef and Editor, whatever you want to call him. we got Benjamin Bain. What's up? And it's Editor and Queef, bitch. Oh, whatever. Then we got the most beautiful piece of shit, and he's brown, too, which is kind of symbolic. It's Matt. Hello, lovable people. Let me come on all of your mailboxes, please. The lovable people, the lovable people. And um, so we found this weird person on the highway today, and we kind of just brought him in. Um, hi, Dalton. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> we should anyway. just have our whole podcast where it's just delays between everything we say. Fine. Good idea. <laughs> That's anyway, terrible. Idea. It's already bad. It's bad. Anyways. <laughs> Hi everyone. Um, so how shall we start? Well, I mean, all you said was death, but like that we're going to talk about real life Final Destination moments for people, uh, the Spanish Inquisition, and like all the torture that went along with that, and then podcasting and how we got into it. Hell so yeah. I guess since Ben had the first um, topic, yeah, why don't you start us off, man, Mister? I prepare or something. <laughs> hey, it's not my fault. I come with my guns loaded. Shit. Wait, you have guns? Damn it. I do. I just have a fucking slingshot. The Democrats are crying right now. 
I might have lost him in an unfortunate boating accident. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge, but yeah. Uh, I don't know what you mean by that, and I feel uncomfortable that you winked and nudged at me. <laughs> All right. So, everybody has seen at least some of the Final Destination movies by this point, right? I mean, even I have. Yes, the first three are awesome, the fourth one's mad, the fifth one's mad, but the ending tied back into the first one, so I give it a pass. All right. Well, this kind of inspired me with regards to small, your relatively small events that lead to, you know, just horrible events, right? Yes. So, may I regale you with the tale of the quick and untimely demise of Air France Flight 4590? You may not. Motherfucker! <laughs> I mean, you asked. I just had to give it on an answer. <laughs> yeah, next topic. Oh, fucking bitch. <laughs> nah, man. This, uh, no joke. It was, it was a fucking, it was a fucking horrible one, right? Uh, this was a transatlantic flight from Charles de Gaulle International Airport in France to JFK. So we're going over the fucking water. The people on board were essentially going on a once-in-a-lifetime trip as upon landing in the U.S., they will board a cruise ship that will take them all the way to South America. So, you know, drinks all around. Fucking amazing time. However, none of this will ever come true. As they were taxiing out to the runway in a Concorde supersonic passenger jet... They had to wait for another plane to take off ahead of them before being cleared to go. This plane ahead of them, unbeknownst to anyone else, had a strip of metal just about a foot and a half long fall off the outside portion of the engine. Nobody saw it. Nobody thought to check the runway, so the plane was cleared for takeoff. First issue pops up as they check the fuel in the aircraft and they realize they didn't burn off as much as they had planned, so the freaking thing is chock full of fuel. Not the worst thing in the world? But, still bad. That being said, the countdown to their end has officially fucking started. So the plane starts on its takeoff roll, getting up to speed as it lights its afterburners on all four engines and rockets down the runway. After 30 seconds, they hit the point of no return, achieving 200 miles an hour. At this point, if there's an issue, they have to take off and then try to land because if they don't, then they're gonna hit they're gonna hit a whole bunch of shit and just cause fucking disaster. Mere seconds after this, they feel a slight jerk to the left. Within a half second after that, an explosion is heard in the cockpit. The left side tires hit the metal and had blown as a result. Rubber fragments are shooting all over the place and hitting the underside of the wing with ballistic force. The wiring for the landing gear is shredded as a result as sparks fly from constantly colliding and arcing due to being live wires. But even worse, the wing's still overfilled with fuel. The concussive force of the tire pieces hitting the thin skin of the wing fuel tank causes it to buckle and rupture under pressure. Fuel begins to spray out of the aircraft with the force of a fucking fireman's hose. But not before hitting the live wires, the whole left wing as a result was all ablaze as they continued down the runway. Tire fragments continue to spray out all over the place and eventually get sucked into the engine, causing the left side to fail. The crew continue to fight in order to get the thing off the ground so they can try and turn back and land without crashing, but it continues to lean to the left as it struggles into the air with a fireball engulfing the left side. 
They continue to struggle as the plane constantly fights him and leans harder to the left until it becomes unrecoverable. The aircraft continues down and crashes into a hotel just west of the airport. The whole ordeal from start to finish lasted 121 seconds. There were no survivors in the aftermath from neither the hotel nor the plane. And the worst part is they lost my fucking luggage too. Yep, no returns. <laughs> yeah. And so, but yeah, like that's like the worst case scenario for airplanes. Like I've been on planes and I fucking hate them. Mm-hmm. My yeah, that fucking suck, that man. Yeah. That ben did one about planes. <laughs> of course you would. Uh, all right, uh, I found this one on a uh, Reddit. <laughs> it's it's just uh, two paragraphs, but. In the month of May 1980, a graduate student named Harry Glicken was stationed 5.7 miles from St. Helen Volcanic Mountain in Washington. Manning an ob- observation point, Harry learnt he had got an interview call in California around mid-May and left his Manning station on May 17th to attend the interview. His place was taken by a guy named David Johnston. Around 8 a.m. on the next day, May 18th, barely a few hours after Harry had left, the volcano exploded. David Johnston was killed within moments. His body was never found. Harry escaped death, or so he thought. Time passed. Harry did become a geologist and 11 years later was part of a 43 scientists and journalists studying the pyroclastic flow of Mount Uzen in Japan. There was a sudden outpouring of superheated ash, molten rock, and gases. Harry was fatally wounded. Death had caught up with him the same way he had, it had tried the first time. Fucking A, dude. Man, what a way to get, like, oh, man, like, good thing I didn't die from that volcano. Forgets about 11 years later, like, oh, I'm back in a volcano. Oh, shit. <laughs> Forgot about me? Gotcha, bitch. Like, first of all, you don't want to want to go into a volcano. Everyone knows that's bad. Mm-hmm. Okay, internet, you can work it any time now. <laughs> it's plugged in and everything. It's just being fucking stupid. I have, I had like a really cool story, and then it's like, no, I'm not gonna load. Well, Tony, you got anything while I try to load my fucking shit back? Um, to be fairly honest, um, not really that I can think of. Mainly because, I mean. I just haven't really read or thought about a lot of moments where, you know, that happens, I guess. Or at least I don't go looking it up just like, oh my goodness, has anyone nearly died recently? <laughs> I, I, I go look it up. Yo, I got it. His name is Earl Sigurd of the Mighty, the first Earl of Orkney. Anyway, he was a uh, he was a Viking fairer dude. And he went off doing his stuff, doing his fun little things, you know, going around battling people and surviving quite a while. He survived this one terrible-ass battle that I'm trying to find the name of. Um, sorry, I'm just trying to catch up to where I just was. You're um, fine. Anyway, yeah, so he survived this one battle with these guys because, you know, history is muddled at times. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, he beheaded the guy, the the enemy, the, the, the leader of the enemy, and then the leader of the enemy's tooth was protruding out of his te- out of his uh, mouth, hit the dude on the leg, scratched him, and it became infected, and it killed him. Shit. Sucks to be that guy. Yeah, could you imagine? Like, you survive all these battles, and you do all this shit for years, and you fight this 
fucking bad evil guy and he still kills you at the end with his infected ass tooth. <laughs> I mean, it's not as like drastic as what Biz was, but. Yeah. Oh man, I just found this little one. This lady named Fagilu Mukametsanov. I don't know. I butchered that. On June 24th, 2011, a woman from Russia named Fagilu Mukametsanov. Lady name. He tried. Complained about chest pains to her husband. Later, a local doctor pronounced the woman dead. While friends and family gathered to mourn the woman's funeral, the casket suddenly flew open, only to reveal she was still alive. As the woman screamed in horror in front of everyone, she collapsed 12 minutes later and died of a heart attack due to the shock. Hey, um, can I say something about that real quick? Yeah. So, I actually, pertaining to the subject, had someone tell me earlier, apparently, about something of a, you know, a three-year-old being pronounced dead. Then, you know, just suddenly, you know being alive actually in the coffin and then just you know dying from there right but here's my question how can that happen if you've been embalmed and such especially in modern day practice it never sometimes said she was don't... embalmed either sometimes they may not allow it i mean that's in 2011 though but like i mean if it's just like a real quick like oh my wife died and it's fucking russia man you think <laughs> yeah they oh, we'll, okay we'll just write down that she was embalmed you know what? This ain't vodka, but I'll drink to that. But it, I heard the bloop noise. <laughs> but no, like in in Russia, they they don't have the same stuff that we do here. In fact, embalming is actually fairly cancerous. It's like if they had, if like honestly, if those people were still alive, they'd have cancer. So, yes. So, All yeah, right, no, this this one, a lady named Jessica Redfield. She was one of the 12 unfortunate souls who lost their lives at the famous Dark Knight Rises movie theater massacre in Aurora, Colorado. Oh, yeah. The young red-headed sportscaster slash blogger from Texas had previously survived the Eaton Center Mall shooting in Toronto, which left one person dead and several wounded. She decided to go outside, take a breath of fresh air instead of grabbing some sushi at the time. If not, she would have ended up right in the fucking line of fire. One of her quotes is, I can't get this odd feeling out of my chest. This empty, almost sickening feeling won't go away. It's hard for me to wrap my head around how a weird feeling saved me from being in the middle of a deadly shooting. Sadly, a month later, her life was cut short at Aurora. You didn't have the same <laughs> gut feeling there. I'm, and dude, like, um... I was about to make a really terrible joke. I'm sorry. Do it. I was going to say... The gut feeling was replaced with a bullet. <laughs> nice. Hell yeah, that's <laughs> fucking brutal. Because I remember me and Devin got a... We got, like, the early release showing to see Star Wars Episode Seven, like, in theaters. Yeah. Like, a day before, so I was like, hell yeah, this is badass. But also, I was, like, super paranoid. If someone's going to shoot up a movie theater, it's going to be at the new Star Wars movie. Yeah. So I was like, like it's it's, it's kind of like when you're like walking home at night on the road and you see headlights and I mean you might be of course you're gonna be fine but what about the one percent chance you're not fine? That's why I would always like duck behind bushes and shit. <laughs> like what if I just get shot or like popped in the back of the fucking dome? It kind of reminds me of that one time whenever we were walking back to my grandmother's in the dark of night and you did the Alma like. <laughs> well not even that but uh remember when there was like we around the corner and there was some wrestling behind the bushes and shit 
And I had that fucking leather-ass jacket that was holding a wooden sword on my back like I was some fucking anime reject. And I put my arm out and pushed you back and then drew the fucking sword like I was about to beat somebody. <laughs> Dude, like, even in Stranger Things 4, man, like, anytime shit goes down, Steve always grabs some sort of weapon and I applaud him for, like, thank you. Even if it's a lamp, he's like, I'm gonna grab something to hit someone with. It's fucking crazy, man. <laughs> Fantastic transition there, bud. <laughs> Welcome to It's Fucking Crazy, man. It's fucking crazy, bro. So, I can't actually think of a Final Destination moment. The problem is, I forgot the names of most, or the person highly involved with the situation. I don't know if I mentioned it on a podcast, but I mentioned a Russian man who has this whole fucking tale about the fact that he lost his whole family one day and then goes to find this, like, air traffic controller in Sweden, kills him, and then just, it's a huge fucking thing that I could go into one time, but I'm gonna talk about the family he had. So he was mainly a contractor, and he had a wife, and I think a daughter and a son, like, you know, basic family. But he would talk about his family and just, with the biggest praise anyone could give their family, he loved them, he was so... He just cared about him so damn much. I love my family. They're not cunts. Yeah, basically. I love my family. They're not cunts. But yeah. So, and then he was finishing up a trip he had to do in Spain. Because he had a contract there and money wasn't coming in. So he had to travel to Spain to do work. And the family was going to come visit him there. They were on a plane flight. But a whole bunch of shit kind of went wrong. So I'll kind of tell it in layers, I guess I'll say. The gist of it that's seen at first is basically the plane carrying the Russian dude's family just smashed into a whole nother plane that was flying. Both planes go down. Everyone's dead. That's the right reason, out of Breaking Bad, man. Yep. The reason it happened, though, was because in Sweden, there's there was a specific Swedish like air control company. They're still in business. I don't know how, scumbags, but basically only two people were available on the night for air traffic control. And apparently that company has a policy where it's like, you can literally go on break anytime you want. So one of the guys was like, yeah, I'm going to bed. Yeah, I'm going to go take my break already. So he left the one dude alone and he was trying to handle a whole different plane he was talking to. The plane that was coming to the plane of the family and the plane with the family on it. So he had to balance three things at once. And at first I thought, well, it can't be that bad. But then I saw specifics. I'm like, okay, that's a whole lot to handle. So, sadly, it turns out one of the planes, the one going towards the family, had already adjusted their course. But the poor guy, overworked, stressed, and confused out of his mind, told them, Oh no, you have to adjust to go up, not down, because he, he thought uh, the plane was going low. Nope, he accidentally led them to both crash into each other. And that right there just feels like a final destination mode to me. A family just wants to go see their hardworking father and husband... Dude. Boom. That's literally in Breaking Bad. Um, Jesse ends up dating this chick, and like he gets her on meth, but she gets him on heroin, and then she overdoses, and Walt lets her die so he can get Jesse out of there. Yeah. But her dad's an air traffic controller, and like he's just super depressed, still working, and he's not paying attention. And like, because at the beginning of each episode, it'll show like a snippet of like, what does this even mean? There's like a bear floating in it but it's like because he wasn't paying attention so these two planes crashed into each other over new mexico mm -hmm. 
and the right. bear the uh, the bear that's all half burnt and everything's from the plains and lands in Walter White's pool. And he's also foreshadowing the death of Gus too. Yep. Well, but yeah, man, that would like I mean at least in that kind of death, it's more sudden. Yeah. You know, it's not like getting sucked out of the plane and falling. Because honestly, a lot of people that like fall to the death, they'll they'll die of a heart attack before they hit the ground. Oh yeah. Because you're like, like fuck that noise, man. All right, this is this is a I found this dude named Marcus Garvey. He was a famous Jamaican political leader and activist known for his black nationalism. What? Sorry. Black nationalism. Yep. Yes, in Jamaica. Uh, I said Jamaican bobsled team. <laughs> yeah, he was in Core Runnings. Um, yeah, but he passed away reading his own mistaken obituary of himself. While reading the obituary written by the people of the Chicago Defender, Garvey suffered a stroke once he had realized what they had written about him. Mr. Garvey died broke, alone, and unpopular. This prompted him to have a second stroke, and he died. Uh, <laughs> Bro, rest in peace, man. I mean, at least he rested in print. Because uh, it was printed. Not funny. He didn't laugh. Well, actually, speaking of funny, this isn't necessarily a Final Destination moment, but seeing as how the over... Uh, the overlining, you know, theme for almost all of our shit is death. This is more of a hilarious take. Uh, what if I were to tell you that two world wars started uh, because of the accidental success of a botched assassination attempt that might as well have been fucking in, uh, tried out by the fucking wet bandits from Home Alone? Uh-huh. They should have just picked another house, honestly. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, so we all know. Well, Connor, I know you and Dalton know. Uh, World War One started with the assassination of Archduke Franz Ferdinand because you know Serbia, Austria, they were, yep. they had allies, and then the allies yep. fight and all that good shit. Yep, 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 yep. Tensions were growing for a while, but yeah, continue. Yeah. Well, tensions were growing for a while, but it was like, oh, that's it. That's the last fucking straw. You know, act of war. Um, But anyhow, Archduke Franz Ferdinand and his wife were going, uh, were going through to a, uh, to basically an announcement speech or, uh, you know, to do, to uh, do a speech. And so there was like a pseudo motorcade parade sort of thing going on. They had six cars lined up. They were supposed to have uh, they were supposed to have policemen and guards in uh, every car. Well, one of the guys took off with the wrong people in it because the people that jumped in he thought were the guards. They were just some fucking people that thought that they had to be in there, and so they took off, leaving six of the guards uh, over at the over at the over at the uh, harbor where they were coming in. And then as they were going down. There were six assassins that were tasked with killing Franz Ferdinand. And basically, one was supposed to be the gunman, but there was five others just in case, you know, as an insurance policy. Each and every one of them had three items uh, on their person. A pistol, 
a bomb, and a cyanide pill. A pistol if they got close enough, a bomb if they couldn't uh, get close enough, and a cyanide pill to take after doing it so that they wouldn't have to, uh, you know, they wouldn't be questioned. Yeah, because they would just die right on the scene, right? Well, the motorcade comes by. The first person, he's about 29 years old, he has second thoughts, he gets cold feet. He's like, fuck it, I'm going to defer to the other guy. Other guy's 17 years old. He's like, I'm just starting out life. I'm, I'm not doing this shit. Fuck that. And so he he chickens out. The third person has, uh, what was it? Uh, he has, he has a, he's uh, basically been diagnosed with an upper respiratory disease that is fatal. Ah. Which is kind of funny. <laughs> So he's and he's in, and he's in his fucking forties. So the guy's like, you know what? Fuck it. I don't got that long to live. I'm gonna do this. He set. He goes to throw the bomb. What he doesn't take into account is how he threw it, and the timer that's on said bomb. These Uh-oh. people. These guys are riding around. Yeah, you know, the Duke and the Duchess are riding around in a drop-top convertible, JFK style. Easy uh, pickings. Yeah. You would think. He overshoots the vehicle. He overshoots the car. It bounces off the convertible soft top and lands right in front of another car. Blows up. Kills the uh, kills the people in the car and injures about 20 to, uh, 22 other people. By now, they think they realize that they're under attack. The guy decides, well, fuck it. Uh, I already tried, so I might as well just dip out. He takes the cyanide pill and jumps off the bridge that he's posted at into the river. Problem with that. One, the cyanide pill is old. So all it does is cause him to violent, uncontro- uh, violently uncontrollably vomit. Second, he jumped into the river at, uh, at a period of drought. And there was only about an inch or two worth of water. <laughs> so he breaks his legs... As he's sitting there in basically ass-depth water, vomit, vomiting all over the fucking place as an angry mob comes in and beats the ever-living shit out of him. Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> definitely the worst day of his life. <laughs> and, I think he forgot he had a pistol. Uh, two other people are unaccounted for, but another person goes to a sandwich shop in the hopes of, in the hopes of running into the motorcade because he's in the path, right? Um, the Archduke shows up, uh, to, uh, to basically the town square or the courthouse, you know, wherever that he's supposed to be giving his speech. But the problem is the speech was in the wrong vehicle. The speech was in the vehicle that blew up. So he, he fetches somebody or he, he calls somebody over to fetch the papers out of the burning car. And so he gets these this blood-stained freaking uh, speech that he wrote and just goes with it. And we will fight them in the seas. <laughs> we will fight them. <laughs> yeah. And so he says, he, um, and he adds towards the end of it, he says, I am so, I am so overjoyed to see everyone's smiling faces and uh, despite the ill-fated attempts of my assassins, you know, and... He goes over, he decides, or uh, he jumps back into the motorcade to go to their next destination. Well, they decide to go the usual parade route. They don't decide to veer off. 
So they pass by the sandwich shop where the guy's at. The, la- the final assassin who finally fucking kills the guy. And he so- just fucking hit him with a like a wrench. <laughs> no, I believe I could be wrong, but I believe he got close enough to uh, take him out with a pistol. I could be wrong with that. But I just find it hilarious how there was so much shit going wrong out of just sheer incompetence. Like, especially with the guy at the bridge. I gotta yeah, pretty much. This would huh? be exactly what would happen if Ben planned this entire assassination out. It I'm would just still get done, but it would be the most ridiculous fucking shit in the world. Going well, on yeah, the, I'm just picturing the background music is fucking. Just Benny yeah. Hill, where everyone's fumbling around because you hired like six Charlie Chaplins to do your bidding. Yeah, actually, the better cur- the better term would probably be Mister. No, Charlie Chaplin and Mister Bean. Fuck yes. Oh, dude, if Mr. Bean has an assassin, that needs to be made. Well, I mean, there's Johnny English, but he's more a spy. He gets up there with the gun and he just goes, Magic. (laughs) Shoots. Why do I picture the cyanide pill being a jelly belly? Because it would. (laughs) He would end up eating it. Birdie bots every flavored cyanide pills. (laughs) That would be almost too good. But, like, it was... Guarantee you, you old. Only need one. It was horrible. It was horrible in execution right from the fucking start, though. Because they were getting the weapons shipped in from uh, uh, from sugar containers. It was either sugar or flour. And they kept getting messages being sent through, uh, through delivery people. It was like, no, 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 the hit is off. No, the hit is on. No, the hit is off. No, the hit is on. It's off but on again. You know... And then they At that point, I'd be killing the dude who's paying me to kill the other guy. <laughs> yeah. Like, Fuck this. And, like, such a hilariously botched but yet successful attempt at uh, at killing a freaking foreign diplomat resulted in two world wars. <laughs> it only botched if it failed. Well, no, not necessarily, because you can still finish something and it could just be not good. Yeah, still, still not botched. Botched means it doesn't, it, you know, it completely fails. You know, is that the actual it, definition of botched? I mean, nice. task failed successfully. You know what? It's, yeah, there you go. It's eighty-two percent botched because each and every one of them was eighteen percent. So okay, it, fair enough. it almost died of botulism. Oh, there. <laughs> You go. <laughs> you are just the living end, bud. <laughs> hence the... I'm the living rear end, hence the shit take. <laughs> yeah, you got the dumpy and the stupid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. So, uh... Fuck, I would... I would, uh, inquiry about our next topic, but I don't know Spanish. Connor, take it away. Okay, the only Spanish I think I know is, it's Mr. Worldwide! <laughs> Dale, get the culo, caga! Admittedly, admittedly no. the only Spanish I know is enough to piss off a Mexican and to tell a lady that I like big tits. Cinco tomares, puto. So before we jump into torture devices, we're going to talk a little bit about people who really enjoyed that kind of thing. 
Matt. And just <laughs> yeah, Matt, but I'm not I'm not before, Spanish. I'm Mexican. I got before, there's Aztec in there. But before I fully start it, I'm gonna need someone to finish this joke for me real quick. Are you ready? Bring it on, I bitch. Expecting the Spanish Inquisition. Um What was I, the joke? I don't expect Monty Python reference, you fucking cucks! <laughs> <laughs> that was worth it. That what the fuck is wrong with you guys? Oh, the one where they have the rack that's like a dish rack? Yes! Are you insinuating that coconuts migrate? But that's how it literally starts every time. Well, I wasn't expecting the Spanish Inquisition. Nobody expects the Spanish Inquisition! <laughs> I have to change. Like, fuck this podcast. I'm done. No, okay. <laughs> okay. So anyway, the Spanish Inquisition was... Basically, a form of, I think the way it described it was like a papal kind of government. Or not government, but basically, with Spain basically saying, yo, um, we need to do something about all this heresy going around. Is hold there up. really that much heresy? Yes. Okay. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. I must, I must uh, be the grammar Nazi that I am. It's not papal, it's papal. Oh, fucking. Like, Dude, that Pope, papacy. God, my brain's evil. For some reason, my brain wanted to say, kill yourself. I was like, oh. <laughs> No, we don't need to kill him. We could bring him back to the 1478 and just have the Spanish people do we it. Bring him back to the papal seat. Anyway, Dude, that shit lasted. Yeah, the Spanish Inquisition. Four hundred years. Yeah, four hundred years. It wasn't done until like 1860 or so. Dude, Christians were literally so bored. They're like, "You want to kill heretics? Like, yeah, let's do it. It's God, God will like us torturing people." And then this guy. I'll admit, made... though is that they really only had jurisdiction over Christians to, you know, see the whole, are you a heretic? No. Okay, you can go. Are you a heretic? Yes. Or whatever. But that didn't stop them from prosecuting other people, mainly Muslims and... And what? Muslims and Jewish people. Ah. Yeah, you oh, know. you're trying to bring my people into this, Connor. What's wrong with you? I've with the shovel. Oh, you're a sugar and a cunt. Word, <laughs> goddammit. I mean, I mean, Jesus, damn it. Anyway, so most of the things they would do would range from the simple, you know, executing people, or you know, there's literally a drawn like illustration of them putting a Jew or a Jewish person on a pole and then just pushing it over into a bonfire, like just you know that shit. That's German like a bar mitzvah, I believe. Dalton, go ahead. The Germans also killed a bunch of Jews in Poland. Yeah, they so. did. But let's be honest. I think the Spanish. Why are we talking about them? They did more. <laughs> or I don't Continue. know. Continue. But yeah, that's about it. And as Matt said, they lasted for a very long time. It wasn't until about the 1800s that finally Spain was like, "Yeah, I don't think we need this anymore." And they're like, "Are you sure? I mean, I mean, we got this one guy here. He's ready to go. No, no, we're done. Oh, come on." Yeah, there were like about. Fucking five grand people. Five grand. Five grand killed. There was a fuck ton killed. And one of the subjects not only included heretics, but also sodomists. Oh, Which, yeah, man. As long as there's been buttholes, people have been putting dicks in them. What I find funny is that the way I read it, from where I read it, it was. That was weird to say. Anyway. So, it read basically like, oh, and most of them were mainly about just, you know. Cut now. Like sex. But there were a few homosexuals being killed, and I was like, oh, thank God, at least they included the gays. Well, yeah, that's why they're called faggots, because a faggot is a bundle of sticks, so they would 
put bundles of sticks when they burn them because gay people are uh, a good fire source. <laughs> now that any of that was correct, but all right. I'm pretty sure it was, man. Anyway, now that we have talked about, you know, who the Spanish Inquisition is, why they did what they did, mainly, I'm going to assume for Jolly's religion's weird. Anyway, let's talk about what they love doing more than killing people or burning Jewish people. Torture. Torturing people. Insert any cannibal corpse song here. Nothing says, join my religion, like putting someone in a fucking machine. And, Which machine? Well, any of them. Matt, there you are, have a list for it. I do have a list of some of these ten did horrifyingly... Did you check it twice? Yes. Are you going to find it? Sorry. I am the Santa, but you switch it around and it's Santa! No. My ten horrifyingly cruel torture methods used during the Spanish Inquisition. Um, the first one is the Judas Cradle, which would literally rip you a new butthole, and it is a nifty little stool with a fucking pyramid on top. Can you just uh, imagine a gay dude just being down for that, though? Like, oh, yes, baby. Eventually, at some, like, there's gotta be a point where you're like, this isn't so bad, but a naked victim was forced to sit on top of a sharp-pointed pyramid seat. The pointy end penetrated the anus, vagina, or scrotum of the victim. Oh, it gets worse. The Inquisitioners would then pull ropes attached to the victim's limbs to slowly force the point deeper into them. And this would last for fucking hours until they would eventually be impelled by the device. Can you imagine, like, one day someone's just in there watching a dude getting lowered on it, and then he looks at another member, and they're just, like, grinning, hands in their pants, and they're like, Hey man, you okay? What? What? Yeah, yeah, I'm fine. It's like, Tuesdays? What are you gonna do, Bob? Oh, you get back to it, bud. I'll see you at the fucking, I'll see you at break. I mean, you're eyeing that guy real weird. Like, we're killing him, but you look like you're enjoying it. No, yeah, I mean, he's a heretic. He's a... No, 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 like, you're sexually enjoying it. I have no I idea what you're talking about. Every, everyone that was doing, like, it's not just your... You don't just clock in at nine and leave at five. You Like, why wouldn't you enjoy doing that shit, man? That's what the whole world was doing. So it's just like, it's it's not even that, you know, that's just what success was. If you're either the tortured or the torturer, so... Yeah. And before Matt continues with this list, I will bring in something that I don't know is on the list. I mentioned Scavenger's Daughter. Is that on the list or no? Scavenger's Daughter? Is yes. that that? Uh, I mentioned earlier. No. I don't think so. Not yet. So, I don't remember the story word for word. I apologize. But anyway, basically at some point, there was claimed to be a man who was really fucking tall, a criminal, of course, and he was originally put into the other machine. You know that basic bitch one where you're, like, you're tied at the hands and the wrists and ankles, and then they, like, stretch you apart? The rack? Yeah, the rack, sorry. And the thing was, the man was too tall for it, like, maybe almost seven foot, somewhere there? It just didn't work. So, the guy who made it was like, well, shit, what are we gonna do? So then he thought, wait a minute. How about instead of stretching, we compress? Enter the scavenger's daughter. A lovely device that's in a triangle shape with bars. The point of it was basically, you would put the person in it, kind of put them on their like legs, knees, and have them bend over like forward, you know? Like in a fetal position. Then you would tighten the machine, and you would keep compressing and compressing and compressing. You, you see where I'm going with this. 
Yeah, they're gonna make that seven-foot dude a two-inch box. Yeah, and just pain like that's all that what it's literally like this is probably one of the worst times to be alive although there is an actual year that was the worst time to be alive and i'll have to look that shit up it was something man there's everything bad happened that year everything for everyone all the time 2020 got it <laughs> yeah, there you go <laughs> um, matt continue with the list please all right well apparently they honed the process of waterboarding down to a science oh shit they called it waterboarding, and they referred to a piece of cloth that covered the victim's face. The victim would be tied down on an incline board, and the water would be poured over the cloth. That would make the suspected heretic feel as though they were drowning. And the quote is, The patient strangled and gasped and suffocated, and at intervals. The taco was withdrawn, and he was adjured to tell the truth. The severity of the infliction was measured by numbers of jars of water consumed. Sometimes reaching six or eight. Oh. And that was from Henry Charles Lay. He wrote that in a history of the Inquisition of Spain. Uh, by the uh, way, Matt, 536. Worst year to be alive. I mean, yeah, man. Like, what even... Here, Vikings were born. That was probably just ESPN on, online, and that was it. Yeah. Because of extreme weather events probably caused by volcanic eruptions, causing average temperature in Europe and China, declining, resulting in crop failures and salmon will for well over you. Oh, Pretty sure it was literally, like, all day, it was just blue outside, too. Dabba dee dabba die. I don't, don't care if the blue. world's blue. Um, is that, does that have any correlation with Pompeii? I forget the year that it, is, that it exploded. That's what I was thinking about, too. Or the year it erupted. But if you close your eyes... Man, honestly, the, the Pompeii people, like, their molds like yeah. they actually er er eroded away so like so they they poured like you know molds of the people to yeah keep them around 79 ad yeah th there's one dude it's just masturbating like dude i mean you got like <laughs> if you see that shit coming it's it's like whenever you know like someone's calling and you're already were masturbating so you gotta finish real quick before you answer the phone yeah that actually reminds me of a dubbed comic a woman did or trans person, I don't know, people argue too much. Anyway, they were talking about the Pompeii thing and how people were perfectly encased or whatever, and then a little girl was like, what's that woman doing? And she's just legs spread, looking like she's taking something in the molds of her vagina to the fucking museum lady just goes, um, her best. <laughs> uh, there was one where it was two people, two gay dudes who were having sex, and they were just like, they were really good friends. Like, bruh, no they weren't. Well, I mean, I guess, but well, with legs spread, they could always sit on the Spanish donkey, because everyone knows that one, which is essentially just a giant saddle, like a triangle saddle, mm. with spikes on that shit, and you would just sit with a fucking crack in your ass of spikes, and they would weigh you down with weights on your feet. Always fun. Could you imagine the person who's got an ass so strong, they're just like holding the very tip, and just like all that weight just pushing down, and they're just staring like, now what? Right, like <laughs> honestly, if that... There had to be like a like 0.5% of people there that were like Albert Fish where they're just sitting on it like, yes, please put more weights, master. <laughs> dude, that dude died with like over 40 nails inside of his fucking ass. Uh, I can't yeah, like, we, we gotta do another serial killer one because I, I got, we could talk about some nasty motherfuckers. 
Are we really not going to talk about the fact he got nailed? What? Ah. He got nailed. But um, bump. You've got nailed. Shut the fuck up, Sanguinette. But <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, Spanish donkey, bad. Yeah, that's bad. And also, they would leave you hanging with the strapado, strapado, which is essentially being. They would tie it to your hands. Okay, okay, let me. All right. It was very popular torture method during the Inquisition, primarily because it's so easy to do. You just tie a person's hands behind his or her back and suspending the person's full weight by the wrist using a pulley system. Oftentimes, weights were added to the victim's feet to increase the level of pain, so you essentially just dislocate all of your extremities. Alright then. That would fucking suck. That would suck. Holy shit, like... Yeah. Oh, this one looks like they just f- gave you a bunch of water. You, they just forced you to drink so much fucking water, man. I thought we already covered waterboarding. This isn't <laughs> waterboarding. This is water gulping. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that shit could fucking happen. Ooh, the good old head crusher, which is just a common fucking vice grip. You just... Oh, it's just a helmet with spikes. And they you can just screw it down. Oh, man. The water-drinking one's just called the Persian Gulp. <laughs> this one's called, I got a fucking migraine! <laughs> just take some Dude, as, it says, as the skull was compressed, the victim's teeth would shatter. As they're just cranking down this fucking helmet with spikes on your fucking shit. Fucking brutal. Eyeballs would pop out of the skull. That's fucking metal. Ooh, that, I mean, I wonder what the knee splitter did. Good question. I don't know. Did it tickle your elbow? It fucking crushed your skull. Oh no, it just uh, did arts and crafts. Nice. So the knee splitter was a nice old lady who did arts and crafts with the sick people. No, that is, it is, um, literally just resembles a gaping jaws of razor tooth creature. That's what it says. Yeah, yeah. It worked as a vice, it pinned the victim's legs in between spikes, and the device just compressed down on the fucking knees. Jesus. Sounds like the show Misery, almost, where she breaks the fucking dude's ankles with... Fuck! I would've just rewrote it, man. Like, I know she... He did rewrote it. (laughs) Rewrote it? Dude, rewrote it. Dude, (laughs) I read uh, the other day, um, last night, um, Stephen King was reading through the Game of Thrones books, Mm -hmm. and since... George R. R. Martin still hasn't finished Winds of Winter. Stephen King just wrote himself the ending of Game of Thrones. Ah. Wow. He hasn't printed it or anything. He just read it because he's like, man, it was kind of easy to resolve once I once I figured it out. But and George R. R. Martin was not pleased. He's like, come on, bro. But like, bro, who else to take over your shit for you just because you're taking too fucking long? I gotta be honest, though. If that was the case, I would just have let him do it and then just gave him half the money. <laughs> Like, seriously, half off. Yeah, right? Like, fuck it, dude. It's like, less work you have to do, and your story's better. Yep. Dude, yeah. this, this next one used to be my uh, my nickname in uh, the YMCA, and it's called the Spanish Tickler. Uh... But it doesn't tickle at all. It literally rips your flesh off, which is what I did at the YMCA. YMCA. Oh, oh. It literally wow. just looks yeah. like, one, like a fucking rake. Like a rolly rake, and you just fucking press. It. Oh man, the device was also called a cat's paw due to its shape. Hmm. You just roll it over somebody. Lest it would for, just 
Unless we forget the cat of nine tails. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I don't, that's not on here yet, but, you know, classic burning of the stake where they just tied you up and set you on fire. Mm-hmm. That shit's fucking nuts. And the good old rack, which um, good old Connor mentioned earlier, which would slowly just pull you apart. Honestly, it would probably fix my back problems. I'm down for it. Dude, Ben Kissel made that same joke on last podcast where he was like, man, you, you think like the first two cracks, you'd be like, ooh, thank, that was actually really nice. And they just keep going. Well, dude, it's, just makes it, it uneven. They can't do it. It's like, bro, he's too dummy thick. He got that boost. You got that bussy. It's actually kind of funny that two Bens from two podcasts made the same fucking joke. Pretty much. <laughs> Maybe it's because Bens are just terrible at jokes. Maybe it's because you're fucking jealous. Why would I be jealous of your terrible fucking low-hanging fruit jokes? Because my long, my low-hanging fruit jokes are very long-winded. Ben, you have nothing that I would be jealous of. Long-winded. Winded. because <laughs> uh, you can't breathe, creepy boy. Wait, was that too far? I'm sorry, I didn't mean it. <laughs> I'm gonna have you canceled. Alright, Vlad the Inhaler. <laughs> like, I'm down for that name, though. It is an amazing name. Honestly, I kind of love it. That's it does really name. fit you. Because, you know, I can inhale and inhale at the same time. That's just too bad your pillow can't get pregnant. Hey, you leave what me and my pillow do out of this. It's a, it's a very special relationship. It remembers everything. It's memory foam. It's the slump and pump. Memory foam. My bed will be, though. So your bed will remember everything. Got it. I'm literally just going to get a picture of my bed when I get it on Saturday and just be like, yo, no bed. Who's one to help me break it in? I'll be there, bud. OMW, on my way. We get to jump on it and play No More Monkeys Jumping in the Bed. Hey, no More Monkeys Jumping on the Bed. Why, don't, why did you push Matt? Because there's no Mexicans allowed on the bed. Now jump on the bed and then uh, do karate in his garage. Yeah. We'll do karate in my garage. It is a pretty big garage. To handle like baby, baby, baby. That's all I got. Hell yeah, alright. Well, anything else? You mean, like, thumb screws? Or, uh, you know, the wheel? The wheel is just a giant fucking wheel that they would tie you to, but they would break your fucking arms and legs around I the have, spokes of the wheel. Yep. I have the worst form of torture ever. And it's it's ongoing. It's been happening for a while. Lactose uh, intolerance. It's a man and a woman. A woman is trick, tricks a man into spending thousands of dollars on bullshit. <laughs> Oh, At a wedding, and then you're <laughs> stuck listening to that bitch until she decides to leave. That's the worst form of torture I've ever heard. They are called bridezillas, and there's a whole Reddit thread for that too. And they're very uh, OMG. I got one better for you. It starts at the beginning of your life when you're born, and then it ends when you die. That's torture. It sucks because it has you. For grow an addiction to breathing. Yeah, Don't I mean, our like thinking is addiction, though. We're proud of it. There's that theory that oh, oxygen is just slowly poison poisoning us as we breathe it. It just takes like. Have you seen what oxygen does to metal? It can, man. It oxidizes it. Yeah, and it destroys it, and that shit's in our bodies. 
See what I'm, okay. what I'm trying to do as an asthmatic with COPD is I'm trying to kick the habit of trying to get that stuff inside of me. I'm trying to live without it. I'm just gonna learn to not breathe, guys. Exactly. Even My body's though, doing it voluntarily. Even though what we breathe is really like maybe three percent fucking oxygen and ninety-seven percent nitrogen. Yes. And eighty percent weed. <laughs> well, here in this conversation. And maybe to the viewers. Yes, our viewers who watch us with their ear holes. Yeah. Watch us with your ear holes, you bunch of sluts. Hey, we need to have a Memento Morons for the hearing impaired, and it's just us talking, but nothing else. (laughs) It's just guys like... like, We need need one for blind people. (laughs) See, that's why my joke of an interview with the mime was golden, and you cut it out, because that's the joke. (laughs) There you cut that out. He did! It it wasn't in the thing at all. Yeah, Ben, what the fuck? Connor, it's a hilarious bit because it doesn't work. Connor, you didn't fucking know because you still haven't downloaded Spotify, you shit. And the joke was just, so funny. It's a funny joke. I stick by it. it exactly. Like a podcast full of mimes. Like a two hour, like like a five hour long YouTube video of mimes doing a podcast. <laughs> I could I I be down with that. I do know how to pantomime really well. I'm legit gonna get me a mime outfit at some point. You know, get the mime outfit for whenever we start doing video podcasts. I should get it before we go to Cannibal Corpse and just not I say think, a word. Dude, if we, get, if we did do a mime podcast, the first person to talk gets punched in the nuts. Who punches who in the nuts if we're not all together, though? We have to all be together to do it. Yeah, that's the point. We set up the cameras, we all dress as mimes, and then it's just a bunch of hand movements and facial expressions. Yeah, we just do it at my house and burn it. And we do it way too long where it's uncomfortable for everybody, which is hilarious. As a form of torture, we just force people to watch it. Well, no, it's just one of those where, like, hey, man, check this out, and you, like, click on it, like, this thing's four hours? I'm not watching that. But then you just kind of, like, thumb through the whole couple hours, and you're like, they still haven't said a word for fucking hours. Like, that's funny. It's a waste of everybody's time is what makes it hilarious. There will be people on YouTube who has literally done nothing but, like, watch that video to see if we speak or not. Yeah. Oh, my God. It'll have to happen. Well, honestly. Even better, we can go on and make it, like, flag it for something. Oh, yeah. That way some dude has to sit through four hours of... Oh, my God. Yes, fuck you, YouTube. That would take so much dedication, and I would get fed up after, like, five minutes. Actually, it wouldn't take too much dedication at all on my end. I would just hit Control-C and Control-V and just copy-paste the whole fucking thing on a big-ass fucking timeline, render the bitch out, and then upload it. There you go. Or you take our, our little bit and you slow... down. Actually, I could do that, too. You guys it's have like, no idea I, how I like to do pantomime. Like, I'm down for this. <laughs> Dude, I, like, pantomime's like the original comedy. Yep. I, I remember in theater class, uh, we get, you know, we were talking about pantomime, and we got to watch, like, Charlie Chaplin, and it was awesome. Like, Buster yeah. Keaton type shit. And a lot of the other kids are like, this is fucking stupid. I'm like, this is hilarious. Like, how is this not fun? Slapstick is still funny. Slapstick. Hell yeah, bro. It's it will always land, man. Someone tripping and falling is 
funny as fuck. Someone getting slapped in the face, funny as fuck. It's all about delivery. If you got the proper delivery, almost anything can be made funny. That's why Tom and Jerry still slays, man, because it's... Tom Jerry, Looney Tunes, that shit slaps. The three fucking stooges, bro? What? Yeah. Yep. That South Park episode where, like, Satan was having his, like, party and, like, he sent the three serial killers to go get his cake and it was like like hey what are you doing Dama like oh I'm just having sex with these organs like dude it's fucking hilarious cause it was Dahmer, Ted Bundy and John Wayne Gacy going to get a fucking Dang a it. Ferrari cake for Satan at first party oh yeah cause he got a Lex he got a Lexus cake well cause it was a costume party and they're like hey it was dude it literally happened right after freaking Steve Irwin died yeah. And they're like, hey man, someone's got a Steve Irwin costume on and it's kind of upsetting people. And it was Steve yeah. Irwin, but he still had the stingray hanging out of his I, chest. I was so pissed about that. It was hilarious. I, I, love it. I, I honestly love that. I hadn't recovered from his death. Well, that's your problem. I think, I think He's you like, hey know. man, you can't wear that costume here. Like, oh, but it's me, Satan. Like, oh, well, the no costume, get out. <laughs> you know what? I'll drink to that. Same. <laughs> I forgot. I forgot that part. It's just me saying, oh, uh, no costume, get out. Ah, uh, shit. All right, anything else? Or we, we want to do this this podcast on? It already is like 910. We could do the podcast thing. I mean, well, speaking. No, go continue. I was just going to say, hell, I'm already I'm already cracking another drink out. <laughs> I'll, I'll just wait to after you. Yeah. Do it. Oh. And now, he, now after he peed, now he's gonna go get the drink. <laughs> Some fucking ASMR type shit over here. Shit, I'll drink to that. I'll piss to that. It's a, it's Rebecca Creek whiskey with uh, Dr Pepper and cream soda. Man, just because it's called Rebecca, but every time you open it, it's like, what the fuck are you even doing here? She opens the door slowly, so it goes. My name's Rebecca, <laughs> but my friends call me Becca. My friends call me Becky. Becca, I want to get back. And my cousin calls me Red for some fucking reason. So, how we go podcast away? So, yeah, that... what a what a perfect transition into podcasting. Yeah. Such a perfect transition. Because, like, honestly, like, I've... I don't remember, like, I don't remember what year I got into them. I've, I've kind of known about them, and I was really into true crime and stuff at the time. But a, probably, like, a solid five, six, seven years ago or something. But, um, no, one of my tattoo artists, he was telling me about Sword and Scale. Which he's like, bro, this has like the most fucked up stories. And like, so I started checking them out. And I was hooked instantly, man. I binged through all of it. Cause like, like I kind of wonder what the first podcast really was. Cause it's pretty much talk radio now, but it's a lot more like it's more defined with category. Like, you know, you can go to Spotify, just type in like, a person's name or something and there will be podcasts about like learning about these people or deep dives on movies or music or whatever yeah 
and there's just so much content it's easy to do it's fun especially if it's done well even if it's done bad but like it i became a like it's honestly i miss my discover weeklies sometimes because i'm too focused on going through a podcast that i found that i don't listen to music at work or anything yeah like that can happen because like i i got into sword and scale which is fucking it's an incredible true crime podcast but what really hooked me was because it's not just someone telling you the story. You it opens up with the nine one one calls. You hear the interrogation videos. You hear the fucking the killers. That like, dude, it plays out so vividly, and it always isn't like, god damn, bro. It's been some intense shit. I'm gonna and, be honest. When you said sword and scale, I assumed it had something to do with D and D, or no. you know, furries with scales. What? What, yeah, that'd be kind of be like Falcor, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, Falcor. Yeah, Falcor's the per. Yeah, because he has. Because like, I don't want to touch him. He seems like kind of gross to touch. He fucking asshole. <laughs> he does. He's, he seems like he'd be like kind of wet. What? Kind of like. <laughs> oh god, I can't even finish it. Never ending story. Ew. Oh, Jesus Christ. Man, you know how Bastion's supposed to call out her name at the end, and you're like, wait, what'd you say? <laughs> her, na- her name is Moonchild, in case you didn't know. But I never heard it. He'd just be like, yeah, Like, what? That just reminds me of whenever my daughter was wanting me to go faster with the shopping cart, but her Fs sounded like Bs, so she was like, Baster, Baster, Baster. <laughs> Like, yeah. Just hear it as your child calling you bastard. Bastard. <laughs> and what was bad with that what was bad with that too is she was pointing at random items on the shelf and people happened to be over there and she's like, Bastard, bastard, bastard. <laughs> she's going I, fast. I knew this kid who like his like he was like uh just some kid from church, but every time we'd hang out his his T's sounded like F, so he'd be like, Oh, look at the fuck over there. There's a fuck over there. That person's driving a fuck. Like, that's a fire fuck. Like, dude, he got in trouble quite a bit. <laughs> it, it's actually, uh, hell, I knew about one of my supervisor's kid that was self-conscious about, or no, self-aware of her speech impediment. And so whenever he tried to get her to say that her mom is trucking crazy, she would never say it. <laughs> Honestly, like I, I cuss all the time around my kid, and he doesn't really cuss. He doesn't. He, he's hardly cussed because yeah. I. He knows those are daddy words, and he will get in trouble. I mean, honestly, if he cusses at the right time for the right moment, I'll, you know, I'll let it slide. I understand that shit. The one meme of that Asian dude with the sombrero. I'll allow it. I'll say. I'll, I will say this. I kind of, not to segue back onto the topic, but I kind of. I kind of got into podcasts by a fluke. It started with a freaking uh, YouTube channel, believe it or not, called Gooch and the Douchebag. What? Weenie in the butt. Yeah, no, it was Gooch and the Douchebag, and there was it was a uh, they were doing like top ten like best consoles of all time, top ten worst, and they decided to do a freaking podcast on top of it, and so I just started listening to them. This was back in like what 2008 like in the infancy of the fucking shit yeah and then 
through them I found out about a podcast called Drunken Gamers Radio. Where, there you go. Yeah, it was just a collective of four friends that uh, just happened to be real heavy gamers, and they would get together, drink, and do a podcast. Um, like a lot of podcasts are like, this is why we drink, or we're drinking and talking about murder. Like, I mean, yeah. that's what I'm doing. I, like, it's it's podcast juice. And then uh, after that, I took a little bit of a hiatus, but then I kind of got back into it with. Uh, I think the first podcast I listened to after that was Sword and Scale. Well, yeah, I was telling you about it, man. Well, no, like I, I or ran something into, like I ran into it in 2017, like no joke. Nice. Yeah. So I was one of the I was one of the earlier guys, and yeah, like I I devoured it because it like it it keeps my mind occupied when I'm working, so I'm not focusing on how hot it is or you know whatever I'm doing, and I can learn too. Mm-hmm. And um, I was really getting back into serial killers, so I just typed in Jeffrey Dahmer or whatever. Yeah, and last podcast on the left showed up, and I was like, I've heard the name, I understand the reference, and bro, the rest is history. That is my favorite goddamn podcast. I got, I've gotten so many people into it. My my wife fucking loves it. We just got done finishing the four part series on Salem witch trials, and it was incredible. I need to pick that up. I will say. And- uh, podcasts have kind of, it's kind of allowed me to stretch what I can do because like you listen to it, like you want to learn about some shit, but it's all, but it's all entertaining stuff. I do a little bit of everything, but I also have stuff uh, that I listen to like broken silicon and shit. Cause you know, I'm a fucking nerd. I'm the go-to guy for computer hardware and technology shit. And, uh, actually, and that guy does stuff with his brother and you know random people that uh, that's interviewed You're, we're talking like hour and a half two hours of nothing but freaking computer uh computer shit yeah and there, there's it's for you there yeah like even marcus man one of he he loves this podcast called hot pipes where they're just talking about the origins of like organs and like <laughs> he got made fun of like dude like seriously like i'll listen to it if i fucking want yeah I mean, no, man, like, there's, like, because before y'all, we kind of had the idea of doing our own. Yeah. You bought me, you bought me this badass Yeti mic, and it's, fucking. it inspired me to record, so I recorded some ukulele songs, put those up on SoundCloud, and then I found, you know, I found out about Anchor, because I listen to podcasts, and that's how they tell you about it. Mm-hmm. And I, I tried doing, like, a real quick one, I made the account, whatever, I, I was like, I'm just going to talk about, like, top five bands, and it'll be super quick. And if it's just me ranting by myself with no one to bounce off of, dude, I was done in two minutes. And I was like, this is terrible. Yeah. Like, I either need to be prepared, have something written out, or have people I can riff with. Mm-hmm. And actually, uh, truth be told, that one was not bought. I actually originally bought that for film school. I did all the narrations for my film projects, uh, whenever I was in film school after the military with that mic. <laughs> Dude, it's, it's awesome, man. Like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, cons- like, even think about, like, buying a really good fucking microphone, you know? I, mm-hmm. I, I'm more of a medium spin kind of guy. That's, that's the sad part. The stuff that we got isn't even medium spinned. <laughs> I mean, no, I mean, don't get me wrong. There's insanely priced stuff. Mm-hmm. 
but even in this, like, it, uh, it's still more than I would probably pay, you know, like, oh, man, look at that microphone. It's like, you know, I looking at my wallet, I'd be like, eh, I could get, like, a whole bunch of groceries right now instead of just this microphone. I will say, uh, the thought of doing a podcast kind of started, I think, about three, four years ago for me. Actually, no, about three and a half years ago for me. Uh, uh, there was one of my enlistment buddies. Uh, I have like a I have a three way group chat with uh, him and another enlistment buddy of mine, and he wanted to do something. Uh, he wanted to do something sort of like this because we would always be shooting the shit and everything when we were enlisted, and we'd be waiting on the next aircraft mission to drop, and we'd just be shooting the shit, just all kinds of random bullshit. And he was like, maybe that would, maybe that should work for a podcast format. We'd call it Spot Talk, and. I was all I was all 100% in on it cuz he was like we need someone who can record, I can record. We need someone who can edit, I can edit. We need someone who can publish. Oh, come on, that's the easiest thing. I got this. And it never came to fruition. And I guess what started this thing off with us was Dalton who decided to bring everything together. Yeah, you just needed a creative outlet and I feel like this would have been the easiest way to do it. it dude, it really there's it's only been positive, and there's there's nothing we can lose from it. We can only gain experience and get better with each episode and just stick it out. Yeah, because like I I'm I'm very pr- I'm proud of it, man. Like seeing my dumb little meme art on Spotify, knowing like I made that logo. Like I don't, I don't mind hearing. My, I know everyone sounds weird to themselves, but like I'm used to it at this point. Because I you have to review the game tape, man. Hell yeah. Hence why we need to get Connor to get fucking Spotify. And get over the fact that you don't like hearing yourself. Yeah. I don't. I sound fucking nasally as shit compared to how I think I sound. And You sound awesome to me. Hey. I... Fuck you, Connor. I love your voice. Stop being a fact. Like, Connor, you sound perfectly fine. I don't know what the fuck you think about how your voice is being... Is like all fucking bad and shit. No. Yeah, you sound like Barry White on helium. Yeah, dude, I never realized that I speak so fucking quick until I started listening to the podcast again. So I've slowed down my speech so I'm better understood by not just the people on the podcast, but by my family and friends because I realized how fast I fucking speak. Not to mention, I don't realize I do it. Not to mention, Connor. Let's face it, when it comes to custom ads and shit, you are the vocal linchpin of this fucking group because your talent is, like... Legendary. Yes. Oh, the, the old man one is great. Like, the little background, like... Like, it's it fits so perfect. You should watch the old man one. Or listen, sorry, listen to the old man one. I did? Yeah, he played it for us. I lost it, did it. Hard to take. Oh yeah, we did it the, that one day. But yeah, that one was fucking Nothing great ever. <laughs> I, I just love that sound effect. I think was... my favorite part was literally just where I was just like, "Oh, you mean anchor?" Oh, or now you think? <laughs> it's just one of those bits that came together at the last bit, and hearing us laugh like lets people in on the fun. I was yeah. debating on whether or not to put to leave the laugh in there or not. I was like, you know what? Fuck it. It could be a little it, less it, serious. It's well, man. I've showed people and they're like, that's pretty good. Yeah. Dude, like, no lie. Because I, I listen to a lot, of, a lot of podcasts, man. I Like I said, I, I found... Because I was getting into, like, uh, Am I the Jerk? And, you know, like, 
this girl Charlotte Dobray where she like reads like Bridezillas and stuff. Yeah. And then I found out these videos I'm watching on YouTube of people telling stories. They're like, you can click on this link to go to our podcast. And I'm like, fuck, yeah, I can just get this shit at work. Hell yeah. But like every anchor ad I hear, like it's they're just it's an ad. There's no fun. Like make it a commercial and make it something. Make it something interesting. Make it like make it like something that Ryan Reynolds would make. <laughs> yeah, man. You, we like it's. You know, Especially with, like, radio stuff and, like, just an audio medium, like, sound effects can, like, you know, like, Orson Welles with the fucking War of the Worlds, man. That made people pack up and leave. Yeah. How insane is that? Like, oh, dude, like, communist Jews are coming to attack us in the next ad. That's why we're going to have to have another Inquisition. (laughs) What's up, Dalton? The the guy who did the Peaky and the Brain voice or based his voice of brain on uh orson wells that's amazing he also did he also did a vocal uh derivative of orson wells for an episode at some point as well yes yes he did actually he did it where where he was playing brain but doing the same thing but he did it on purpose yes oh my gosh yeah it's I'm not going to lie, I still, like I said before, and I'm probably still going to be sane because I'm just that fucking stubborn. I do want to eventually do a film project, but I'm not When gonna... the universe permits it and the stars are aligned, it will happen. And hopefully... And I, I can say that with 100% certainty. And hopefully... Because that's how it works, man. Yeah. And I will say, not going to lie... I'll I'll take whatever I can get with it, but hopefully you guys will be in on it because let's face it, if this is if if this is this is proof. We we fucking work well together. Yeah, we should start making porn. <laughs> Connor, this is your in. Go, go, go. Yeah, I got a small package for it. <laughs> There's a whole movie about that called Bucky Larson Born to Be a Star. It's a whole movie. So, anybody else got anything, or should we wrap this shit up, huh? I think, uh, uh, just shout out to Sword and Scale for getting me into podcasts. Shout out to Last Podcast on the Left for being my favorite podcast, and I will always spread the word, and I will bring more people to the fandom, and shout out to r slash for giving me the goods. That shit is gold. Even though you look like a dweeb, I'll be honest. <laughs> he really does. He he looks like a total goober. All right. Well, anybody else got anything or what? I have to ask. Nope. Um, I think we're good, man. It's like nine thirty. I mean, I don't have to work tomorrow, but I'm still going to work tomorrow. All right, Dalton. You got anything? Yeah, I think the day that you finally get to make a film is the day you get over yourself and say like say OC at the end of words. Well, son of a bitch. Son of a OC. <laughs> <laughs> make one of those independent films that's a bunch of about a bunch of gay cowboys eating pudding. I still need the gay cowboys. And who's got money for pudding? I don't. Yo, Me, I'll Mr. Bill Cosby, got the pudding on lockbox. I'll supply you the pudding, but I got Well, if you got any questions, comments, concerns, bitches, gripes, complaints, then hit us up at momentumwarns at gmail.com. If you 
uh, feel like hitting us up on Twitter, then we are also at Memento Morons. If you want some art commissions from this magnificent metal-headed Mexican by the name of Matthew Buendia, then hit him up on his Instagram at Nosferadu. That is Nazi wow. energy drink, fur is in fur, and then a dude. It's all one fucking word. You can't fucking miss it. On the offhand chance that you will miss it, then check the uh, check the description of every freaking episode, and it's going to be on there. At the bottom of it, it's going to have our Anchor.fm support page. If you want to throw a couple of bucks our way, it's HTTPS colon slash slash Anchor.fm slash Momentum dash more and slash support. And we'll see where this fucking thing goes with some monetary investment. I don't know. Yes, it's like a Give us money. <laughs> like so- Give us all of your money and listen to the rap music ball. It's the most splendiferous money giving that you could ever do. We are the wolves of podcasting Wall Street. (laughs) Yeah, they won't use it for drugs, but I will. (laughs) I will use it for my steroids I have to, like, you know, breathe into, so. I will be doing coke off of Matt's asshole. If you guys want me. You're gonna need a lot of coke, because that thing is blown out. We are too. We are too broke for cope. Here's a two liter of Pepsi. There you go. I think we're fucking done. You were ruined it. Cut it. <laughs>